Gas Network presents sports for the culture. And I'm here with the family. Price XXV, double I. Rome. Stimolo. We're flying. T-Buggy, man. To the greatest sports show on the planet. La Familia. Hope y'all ready for a ride. Can't wait to hear what you guys got to say. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another great episode of Gas Presents Sports for the Culture. I'm tonight's host, your man, Young Rome 22. If you're new out there, hit that like button, that subscribe button, that follow button, wherever you may be. Uh, we got a packed show for you tonight. We got a lot of sports topics to get into, a little Christmas shopping we're going to get into, get you guys right for the holidays. Uh, but before we do any of that, I'm going to let the fellas introduce themselves. I'm going to start with the top right. T-Boogie, man. I never get to introduce myself first. I'm in the top right. I'm in the driver's chair, baby. Uh, wash your hands, wash your ass. You know, they they try to make it seem like the COVID never existed, but I'm on to you. A lot of people have been sick this past uh, month, you know what I'm saying, especially the last two, three weeks. So keep washing your hands, keep washing your ass. And uh, let, let's have a good show, man. A lot of good topics. I'm ready. Let's get it. Yeah, definitely a lot of good topics today, man. And you're right, T. It has been a little sickness going around, man. Uh, everybody need to stay healthy out here. Um, and I'm going to kick it to the next person, which is going to be the bottom right, the resident Giants fan. <laughs> it's your boy, D, when I say Let's go. <laughs> oh, man. He was he was a field goal kick away from being a little bit more energetic tonight. But uh, here, here we are. And uh, last but never least, man. Uh, the same one you prayed for that in the mid. So don't talk. <laughs> oh, man. At Bryce XXV double I, a.k.a. Mr. Big Leaguer, a.k.a. The Good Mister. Hey, is it just me or did, did G's intro sound like a battle rapper when they just mad at the world? They just want to <laughs> get right to the rap? They be like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> introduce yourself, man. Come on, man. Hate y'all. Love y'all. Hate y'all. Love y'all. Hate y'all again. Nah, we What's up, world? Well, it's your boy. But nah, this is... But I'm going to let all my nuts hang in when we talk about the Giants. Yeah, we that, I'm going to tuck them back in. We definitely going to get into that, man. It was getting a little spicy before the show started with the with the NFC... NFC East talk, man, as it always is. But before we before we head into the NFL, man, let's talk about one of the all-time greats from the NFL and Deion Sanders, man. As we all know, uh, he started a program out there at Jackson State at HBCU, which was pretty damn successful and he got a lot of attention. But what's getting even more attention right now is the fact that he's leaving Jackson State to head to Colorado. Uh, I know this invokes a lot of emotion, a lot of conversation. Um about a lot of different things, not just sports, man. It could it could reach out into into culture as well. So let's 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 start this conversation with our first initial thoughts uh, when we heard the news. Uh, Bryce, I'm gonna start with you on this one, man. What, what did you first think when you heard Coach Prime would be going to Colorado? First thing I thought was, damn. That's the first thing I thought, man. That's the first thing that went to my head. I was like, damn, because like, you know, it it, it was inevitable, right? But it shouldn't have been, you know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, he had an opportunity to really change. And I feel like he missed out on the opportunity. I feel like he had a great opportunity with Colorado Buffaloes. But he had the opportunity of a lifetime, the opportunity of a century, perhaps the opportunity of like, 
definitely I'd say the opportunity of like a generation to like make some long-standing change um, and to really change a, an institution that has had very little change in a, in a long time. So, you know, missed that opportunity, but uh, is what it is, I guess. You know, when we really get into it, I got more thoughts, but that's, that's just the initial. T, what was your initial thoughts? Um, you know, when they started speculating it, you know, I, I wasn't a fan of the move. Um, to me, it's akin to, and I've said this in the chat, in the group chat, it's akin to uh, Triller buying verses from Swiss Beats, you know what I'm saying? Essentially, Swiss Beats and, and Timberland selling verses like you had something that changed the landscape, uh, changed the culture, and you sold it you know, uh, a, a seat at Triller. So basically, uh, Dion basically sold what could have been something that you know they taught kids about in school on Black History Month for a coaching job which is his prerogative you know what i'm saying like every man got to make their own destiny walk their own path but i just hate the idea of sacrificing the greater good and i and i know it ain't on dion to, to save the culture right but he he was in the driver's seat and he, he talked it up and uh just a little disappointed i'm not mad i'm not angry but i'm just a little disappointed in how things went um but i do wish him the best in colorado he still has a chance to kind of change college football in a, in a lesser way but he still has opportunity not mad not angry i could understand that point of view uh g what were your thoughts when you heard coach prime was leaving jackson state for colorado you muted my boy not much surprise him leaving but him taking that job Colorado, mm, ah, I don't, I don't like the program. They haven't been relevant since the '90s, and like that, I don't know. I just, I guess there's another. I guess this is, a, this is a guy that likes challenges, and but I, you figured that he was gonna leave eventually. Is it soon? I don't think so. I think he left at the perfect time. Now, now, that's a good point, G, because that's kind of where I was at with it, too. Uh, why Colorado? I think a lot of the a lot of the problem people are having with it is they feel like you had something magical going on at Jackson State and you left it to go to Colorado. Uh, so my next question is, like, does the choice of it being Colorado factor into, you know, the, the, the overall decision? Like, would you guys be more open to him making this decision had it been like a bigger school, like, let's say the U? I mean from a football standpoint, you, you get to a power five and get to the East coast. I mean, the U is Miami It's prime time. It makes sense. Um, Colorado, like I, I, I can't imagine uh, a lot of people being willing to uh, send their kids to go play for coach prime at Colorado, considering what we have on the West coast already. You know what I'm saying? You could go to Stanford, you could go to USC, you could go to Oregon. Um, I, I don't know. Like he he took a he took a tougher road than I imagined. I would even took a maybe a Central For Florida uh, something over uh, going out there west and trying to recruit. It's gonna be tough one. I'm gonna say yeah. I, I I don't think uh, you can't be surprised because he's not gonna go to you. He went to Florida State. He'd be disrespecting his own alma mater, the school he played for. I don't think he'll choose any Florida team unless it's Florida State. The initial job that he wanted before going to Jackson State, the job that technically he went out for before he even took a college job, the one he went out for. So 
it's a little, it's a power, t- power five school programs, but Colorado's one of those. Oh, it's like a ugly, it's like the ugly duckling. Like ah. I mean, we got to get a little real about it here. So, like, because part of the reason that he probably chose Colorado, because it feels like he's leaving Jackson State, which was something special for the culture, to go to Colorado. But I think a big factor and the big elephant in the room here is is the money. Uh, Bro, the do money, we... I think you're right about that, Rome. I mean, what, $5 million a year? It's not, I mean, that's nothing. Come on, man. We're not going to say it's the money. It's not, it's not like Jackson State. Let's be realistic, guys. Were you guys watching Jackson State, Florida beforehand? Or anybody was watching HBCU college games? We was watching, bro. The, the attendance. On the regular, but, on the regular, that, on the regular. Went up crazy. I went to it. Because of him. But that's prior kind of the to, point. Prior to him. But that's kind of the point, G, is because of Prime, it had much more eyes, much more attention on it. And now that he's leaving, that attention will likely leave with him. Um, and I think what T and Bryce are kind of getting at is, are you going to be able to do that same, create that same type of magic at a Colorado? And that it, seems like like the the far fetched part. And mind you, Colorado's in the Pac twelve or Pac ten or Pac thirteen and a half, whatever it is now. And bruh, they're one. They were one in eleven. They were one in eleven, bruh. Like, hey, Prime, your legacy as a coach now, right, hinges. On if you're able to turn around the Colorado Buffaloes who are one and eleven, right? That's you, not hard. Oh, pause. Maybe it's not, bro. But it could be. It could be. You got some tough teams in there, and you're gonna have, you're gonna have a lot tougher schedules. Now, also think about this, right? I actually recently went through a job change myself, right? And one of the things in the crossroads of my job change, right, was where I was. I was a big fish in a small pond. And where I'm going to, although I'm gonna give hope, you know, I'm gonna be getting more money, but I'm a smaller fish in a big ass pond, bro. Dion had the opportunity to be the biggest fish in a smaller pond, right? But the biggest fish, bro. He could have ran the way the path Jackson State was on, they could have ran the FBS, bro. Instead, he decided to be a small fish. In a big ass pond, because you're not catching Saban, bruh. And if you do catch Saban, it's going to take a cool 10 years, bruh, to catch what he's. You're not catching Saban. Let's just say that. Bro. You're not catching, you're not catching, uh, you're not catching, um, Link, uh, Lincoln Riley, right? You're not catching freaking, uh, what's, what's my man that got, um, Michigan? You're not catching Michigan State, bro. You're not catching these schools that are like, you're not even catching Maryland and Mike Loxley, bro. Like, there's a reason that these big-time power fives weren't clamoring for Deion Sanders. You know why? Because there's better coaches, college coaches out there, bro, that have proven they can do it on this level. Now, I think I feel like Prime's coaching career hinges on this. But like we said in the group chat, his motivation was one of two things, bro. It was either the money, which five mil is nice, but he's already rich. Or he just wanted to coach his sons. And Deion Sanders is nothing but LeVar Ball with an actual sports resume to back himself. And that's what I'm going with, bro. I think he just wanted to coach his kids, bro. And really the man is just LeVar Ball, but he he also actually was nice in sports. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm going with. All right. Well, let me let me throw it out there like this also. Let's look at it from this perspective. Is what, what Deion did 
at Jackson State was something special, right? We can all agree on that. Uh, but the the heat that he's taking is it is it all the way fair criticism, or should we be looking at it like you know Dion went to an HBCU, maybe another you know big time African American coach or former player that wants to get into coaching comes and they try to go the same path because maybe Dion's showing you hey you don't have to go to these predominantly white schools to get into a Colorado. Maybe the path can be put these HBCUs on the map. Maybe more than just Dion should be doing it because a lot of the times I feel like in the culture, we look at one person or one man or woman as, you know, the person that's supposed to lead the culture. Well, maybe they're just supposed to be the spark to get everybody to realize that, you know, it's more than one way to go about certain things. But Rome, get them to realize what, bro, that the HBCUs can be the stepping stone. Like that's always the thing, bro. Like the black thing is always the path to the greater thing, and I'm not gonna put another label on the greater thing. We'll just call it greater because that's what everyone seems to think. Obviously, yeah, but I thought Colorado was greater than Jackson State. So the blueprint he's showing is that you use the HBCUs as a stepping stone to get before, to before, AWI. before, before Dion though the HBCUs weren't even a stepping stone to get there. They just were an afterthought completely. That's bro, it. you think Dion Sanders is the first? ever coach to go from the HBCU ranks to coaching the coaching uh definitely definitely not life? but that's not but that's definitely not the the typical path to get into that no I'm, no it's not it's not I agree but like most 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 people would go be an assistant at one of those PWIs but that blueprint is like what is that blueprint showing bro he could have he could have stayed and had a real blueprint bro yo come build up this school and guess what? We're going to force them to make us FCS, bro. We're going to run yeah. the FBS for so long, bro. We're going FCS now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. got that much money now. We're, we're bringing that much revenue now. Now we're now we're playing Alabama. Now we're going to be in the college football playoff. That's land. Should, it, should, it, should it be just on Dion to do that, though? Or should there be a group of people that are willing to invest in the HBCUs like that? Because I agree with you. It shouldn't be just on Dion. Isn't Eddie George already coaching in the SWAT? Off the top of my head, that's uh, a good good question. Uh, but I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't, I, he, I believe it. He had the opportunity to show that, right? Yeah, the, head coach at Tennessee State. Good call, T. The black, the black player, right? The black athlete is literally the 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 workforce, right? It's, it's the it's the money maker and taking the highest recruits and putting them into uh, HBCUs only helps the HBCUs, right? Which which helps the community, which helps the culture. And that's what he was doing, right? And and it was bigger than football. And Dion said, no, this is about football. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was bigger than football. He said, this is like, he chose himself over uh, what could have been, what could have been NCAA altering, right? He had Saban talking about Jackson State. You think Saban gonna talk about Colorado? Absolutely not. He absolutely, he absolutely won't care. And I and I totally get that. You can't you can't really fault the guy, right? He he wanted a promotion, but he had the opportunity to promote the entire conference, the entire culture, the HBCU. He could promote like if Dion's at Jackson State. What's the you get another maybe not a Dion, but like another Eric the Enemy? Maybe you get somebody else come in. And go to Alcorn or or another school and another school to compete, right? Because Jackson State got a TV deal. That was that was part of it, and and they still got that TV deal. And 
now that's visibility, right? If I'm an athlete, that TV deal is part of what's going to help get me drafted, right? People get to see me play. So if Jack, if you get to see Jackson State play, if I go to a uh, another school in the conference, you get to see me play Jackson State. Like everybody gets to recruit based on what Jackson State is doing, which lifts, you know what I'm saying? A high tide lifts all. And he, he basically said the tide is high enough. I'm going to go over here and raise the tide at Colorado. And yeah. And the problem is, T, he built it like he was here to change things, bro. That's the problem, bro. That, and honestly, I don't got no problem with Dion going for $5 million a year, bro. But when you come in and say, hey, I'm trying to, I'm about to change this. We about to put HBCUs on the map. We about to make this happen. This is what's going to happen. This is what I'm about to do. This is about to be the thing. We lasted. It's about to, it's about to happen. And then, like, you go at the first at the first offer because like and I ain't calling Colorado the first offer, but if if it's not a Florida State or you know what I'm saying uh, it's not a power, it's not one of the big big schools, like it's one of your first big it's your first big offer then we'll call it you know what I'm saying. So you took the first big offer, like that don't resonate the same, bro. It don't resonate the same. And he he had an opportunity, but it's also it's not as bad as some people have made it. And I do want to clear up one thing, yo. I saw. One of these pundits was totally wrong in what he said, but he basically compared the Brett Favre situation to the to the Dion situation, and it was like, "Yo, all the, the culture ain't have no had all, got all this smoke for Dion, but nobody was saying nothing about Brett Favre." And anybody that thinks that is totally wrong, bro, because the culture was the only one holding Brett Favre to the fire, bro. It was the media that wasn't saying nothing about Brett Favre. So that's how crazy it is that like you actually and this was a, this was a black person at that that said this, but it's just crazy that like you got people twisted like that to feel like, you know, well, why are y'all saying about prime? Y'all ain't saying nothing about Farp. No, we're saying something about everything now, bro. If it yeah. ain't right, we are gonna say something. Yo. I'm, I'm kind of curious, Rome. You alluded to is it on the the next person to come up and kind of hold the torch or you know saying pick up the torch? If the next coach comes in. Do you send your kid to go play with them, knowing that they're leaving in two years? Well, that, that's that's another layer to it that Bryce just alluded to too. A lot of people are giving Prime the criticism because you know he talked all that stuff, saying you know we're going to do this, that, and the third, and it feels as if he's leaving before everything was accomplished. So I mean, you gotta you gotta hold people accountable for their word. Uh, obviously, college is more than two years, so you'd like some some type of commitment or you're a student or if you are the student athlete or whatever to know that your, your future is being looked out for, not just the, sh the short term. But um, no, nah, I mean, if they're just going to do two years, obviously you're not going to put their faith in them. But I just feel like people are a little shocked at what Prime did. And I just feel like it's on brand for who Deion Sanders is, was, and has always been. Um, and I just feel like what, what I, what I'm getting at, I guess, is the overarching thing for the culture. Whenever, whenever somebody does something for black culture in America, we tend to put somebody too high on a pedestal, in my opinion, or put too much of a light on them when it's really more so the entire community that needs to get down with this. It, it shouldn't just be, oh, Prime was doing this at Jackson State, now he's leaving. And then it should be more of, why aren't we all doing this? Why, why, why aren't there more people coming to the HBCUs and putting more of that light on it? Um, I feel like Prime made a personal decision, a decision for himself as a man. Bryce could be right. He's superstar LeVar Ball, really. Might just want to coach his boys, which I can't even be mad at that as someone who has boys and is in the coaching. So I could understand that side of it too. Um, 
but I do feel like that what gets lost in it is what he has done. Like the, the, the fact that we're having a conversation about Jackson state on the show right now, the fact that we have before the fact that Jackson state has gotten primetime games. When I, I, I didn't know Eddie George was a head coach in the HBCU too. You just mentioned it T. you know what I'm saying? So obviously prime was doing something right. And I think he left a small blueprint that people need to follow uh, he just ended it in the wrong, the wrong way. I think it's gonna leave a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. But I, but I also think, I also think if he would have chose a different school other than Colorado, I think people would have felt a lot different. Well, I, yes, because Colorado, what that represents to a lot of us is the total opposite <laughs> of right. the culture. But I got a question. I, I do got a question. If if Prime goes to Colorado and fails, right? He he it 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 just doesn't work. They they don't get over four wins, five wins. Do you is will will his legacy be failing at Colorado? Well, he got he got what how many years they give him on that contract? He got the length of that contract, five years. He got the length of that contract to turn Colorado around. That's a one in eleven football team. And I what people got to understand in college football, it's not like the NFL where there's fifty two, right? You have like what a hundred and probably twenty Bamas in your program. You know what I'm saying? And all of them kind of serve a purpose to a certain extent because it's like you're cycling players so often, right? Every year you got a class leaving, every year you got a class coming in. You know what I mean? So, like, bro, he's gonna have to overhaul a hundred players, bro. It's gonna take time, bro. Like, it's gonna really take time to get guys that he wants out there, you know what I'm saying, that to teach those, his schemes. Like, it doesn't happen overnight in college football unless you're going to a program that already has those big-time recruits, and Colorado is not that. Um, so I think it's going to take some time to compete with those big names, bro. We could probably – they might be 2-10 next year, you know what I'm saying? I'll, I'll say this, too. I'm still rooting for prom. I'm not really a Colorado guy. Uh, but I'd like to see him turn Colorado around, though. And I agree with you, Bryce. It's definitely going to take some time. But I do think that – I think, you know, a lot of people are looking at it a certain way. But if you're a college athlete and you have the opportunity to play with one of the greatest players, one of the greatest athletes, like like I feel like we're looking at it as Coach Prime, and it even says Coach Prime in the, head, in the headline. But if we're keeping it real, we've had greatest athletes of all time conversations. And Dion has been in that that category. You know what I mean? We've all talked about Dion in that light at some point or another. So I just feel like wherever, whatever college, whatever school he goes to, he's going to be able to pull some recruits just off name and recognition alone. So I think Colorado will get a strong opportunity in the next two, three seasons to, to make some noise. That, that, that's what I was getting ready to say. I am on the other side of that coin. I don't think he's going to be able to recruit. Like that's going to be easy, bro. Cause you're going against Saban, you're going against big dogs, bro. He bro. took a number one. He took one of the top five recruits last year at yes. a school that doesn't have a training facility like those power fives, and now he's going to a power five program, which the training facility is going to be way better. Hold on. And the guy's oh, and the guy's a great Saban recruiter. Disappearance. And he's not, but neither is Prime. Prime was okay, the, but Colorado's not Alabama, Come on. bro. Okay, but now Colorado is better than Jackson State. Gee, if you tell me exactly my point, oh, if you're gonna go to, if you gotta, if you gotta get in to a Power Five program, then you you're gonna have to get in to Colorado. But let's not sit here and be like Jackson State has a great training facility. 
a lot of the let's be realistic. There were reports the last three years coming out that a lot of these BCU colleges do not have great training facilities. Yeah, and like it's hard to recruit. What you're missing is what you're missing is there's a lot. No, of what y'all missing is, and then y'all Listen. forget like the guys in the great recruiter. Nah, like y'all trying to. Come great on. Recruiter, but there's a lot of there's a lot of things that go into recruiting. Getting one recruit, bro, one top recruit is a it was a great feat. But think about it like this, bro. Most you're you're not just you have to get eighty dudes, bro. You're not just getting five. All your recruits, most of your recruits aren't in that top. 100 you might get two or three top 100s and if you did that you did an amazing job right and the rest of your guys you're they're guys you really studied and guess what else it is it's guys from your region right so alabama always gonna have a decent amount of alabama fools on their team maryland umd always gonna have a decent amount of maryland fools on their team Rutgers always gonna have some new jersey fools on their team whoa because, whoa 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 so how's the high school football no, in colorado i'm gonna let you tell me you tell me can't even keep a good quarterback in state new jersey can't new Rutgers can't even no, keep one of these good quarterbacks to stay in state that's not my point exactly my point missing the point bro you could you could get these guys to come listen my point g a lot of the players from these schools, right, are regional players. So they come from the area that the school is in. So now you have to look at Colorado as a region, and you have to think to yourself, how good is the, the talent pool in this state? Because you're going to have to pull some some players from Colorado, bro. Just pull and the top five. That's all you need. That's all you need. Pull the top five. Pull the top five. That's all you need. That's top five. And it's not, and then you talk, and you guys are making it sound like it's a hard feat. It's different if Colorado State was seven and whatever, but they're only one in eleven. Colorado what? State, I would, I would say, Di made a better choice than going to Colorado. Colorado State, hey, we have some balls. Think about it like this, G. Think, think about it like this, right? Dion got a high-ranked corner to come to Jackson State. Which, if I'm a corner, if I'm, if I go to Jackson State, I don't care who's in the conference, I can cover them. No question. Flat out, I can do that, right? Because nobody's going to beat me. Like, I don't care who you got at, at Tennessee State, Alcorn, whatever else. You can't beat me. Like, I'm the top guy. Now, you take the top guy and you put him in a Power Five conference. Uh, there are juniors, seniors out there that can do you dirty, right? Now, you need your defensive line to actually get a pass rush. Now, if you're a running back, you need your offensive line to actually block. If I'm a running back and Dion recruit me to Colorado, the, the run behind that line that they currently have, my son can't go there. <laughs> right. My, <laughs> exactly. If, if 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 my son is a quarterback and you want him to come throw to the guys that are currently there, my son can't go there. Right. Right. Period. Dion's but going Colorado once okay. his, his sons, but his sons are all going there with him. Dion is taking his sons too. It's not like he's not taking an athlete. Isn't isn't his son about to be the starting quarterback anyway? I think y'all are vastly underrating uh, his ability to recruit, Colorado's ability to recruit. I hear you on the region. I hear you on the region completely, um, and that's college football in in a nutshell, really. Right. But we're we're talking about Nick Saban and all these guys like they're gonna last forever, like they're always gonna get the best recruits. I think you need people like Deion Sanders in college football. I think you need other big-time names that can pull recruits from them. At least get these guys thinking about going to another school instead of going to the big-name schools all the time. Um, right. So I think y'all are just underrating, underrating his ability to 
to get some big players in, in there. I, I think time will tell, though. That you could transfer out now. Transfer portal open every single season. You recruit. Yeah. You recruit. I ain't even gonna say my son. You recruit me. I come in. I redshirt. The team wins three games next season. I'm out of there. <laughs> thanks. Thanks for the, for the for the for the jacket. Thanks for the I'm out, <laughs> I'm out, bro. Three. What am I stay for? I'm trying to go to the league, bro. That's Imagine. the thing, bro. Jackson State, yo. Dion was dominant because he was getting those, he was getting those friends players that got a shot to go to the league, but for some reason they can't go they can't go to the big D one. You know what I'm saying? He was stacked with them players, bro. And you get a whole bunch of them, you're gonna have a dog squad, even if you plan no matter who you plan against. But now, and now you now you don't think you get some of them. I just feel like I just feel like the assumption is that he's not gonna be able to recruit good players. No, 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 he will, but it's gonna take time, bro. It's not it's gonna, okay. it's gonna take, so, is this so, gonna succeed. So, 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 so the way the way y'all are describing it is that these players are gonna be gone after yeah. the one rough season. So I just feel like I feel like it's a it's nah, a bit of a reach. Nah, nah. You gonna re, you gonna retain some, bro? But I'm saying it's not gonna be overnight, bro. It's, all right, huh? nah. I think I, wanna, I think I wanna, it'll be about two three years. I want to remix T's question, right? Earlier, T asked, you know, kind of like, what is it gonna look like if Dion fails, right? So what I want to ask you guys is, what does the success look like, bro? In your in your mind, right? What is the success, Dion Colorado? Success, what is it, bro? I want to hear this, bro, because, like, I got my picture of it, but, Rome, I want to hear yours first, man. I mean, to me, success in Colorado, it would be tough because for me, him leaving Jackson State, for him to really be successful in my eyes in Colorado, it would have to be some type of culture-oriented vibe. I mean, at Jackson State, he had Gilly out there on the, on the sideline, you know, like, so I need, I need something, I need something for the culture, man. It can't just be based off wins and losses. Um, but also, but how, many players you get, wins and losses. how many, how many players you get to the league, all that, because to, to me, college football is bigger than just, than just wins and losses, because you typically have the same um, colleges in, in, in the playoffs every year anyway, Georgia's, Alabama's, and all that type of stuff. Um but how many players are you getting in the league? How many young men are you actually progressing? How many people is Deion Sanders actually to recruit to go to Colorado? Because if you can make a big splash in the recruit game and, you know what I mean, change the landscape of college football, I think that's a success even if you don't win a national championship. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what about you, G? For me, so it's a five-year it's a five-year deal? Yeah. So by year three, he has to be – at least at least two games up 500 and then by year five he at least has to be a 10 game a 10 game pro, 10 game winning program uh, not even at least as long as he yeah because like what games are not like well, how many how many games he play season 13 12 13 this year maybe 14 All right. so let's say by year three he at least has to win eight games and then by year five, he has to be at least a 10-win 10, 10 team program. By year five. That's, I, I'm, I'm kind of along the lines of you, G. Like, I need you to be near a double-digit win team by year four and five. But, I, the, I mean, for me, college football, uh, college sports in general, really just comes down to recruiting. You guys think he'll be able to go recruit all the I, It's going to be a lot tougher recruiting in the big leagues but um you know at the end of the day i, I guess and into what, what rome said too i remember ralph region you know he made a bowl game here and there but 
a big thing about Ralph Region was he put guys pro. Um, schools like schools like Iowa, uh, Wisconsin, like we're going to put linemen pro. You know what I'm saying? We're going to get tight ends pro. So I, I think if you can make a niche where you got a certain skill position, like LSU got defensive backs. I mean, LSU yeah. in general, but you know what I'm saying? Like all my receivers are are, are, are tough. Then I'll, I'll consider you a success too. If you can get young men to the league, but I don't think this is going to be as easy as uh, walking in and, and and pulling another Jackson State. Like we've seen that show already, right? We we know what happens. And but I think it was much easier, Jackson State. Like we just said earlier, the level of competition is nothing. So, and then his sons were all D one athletes that went to a school that was played around nothing. I, Not to you, discredit those guys, but they weren't all that great. How do you feel if he does three years and leaves again? As for me, I, think, why, that's why a, I we... think that's a possibility. I think what we need to realize is the the man that we're talking about. Uh, how many teams did he play for in the league? You know what I mean? We said it in the group chat. He finessed the, the commanders. Uh, he finessed the Ravens for a season. Like, the man is going to chase a check. And we live in a capitalist society to where I'm not really going to knock any person for that. But, um, yeah, T, you hit the nail right on the head. I wouldn't be surprised if, if let's say, for the sake of argument, Colorado turns around real quick. He's going to be up out of there if he's getting another offer from a bigger school. We know that. You know, we, we know that to be true. Let's say it goes real horrible. I don't think, uh, you know, primetime Deion Sanders sticks around for three or four years of five or less wins. I got a question. So why do we criticize these, these, these kinds of – why don't we criticize these white coaches when they do this? And why are we going to kill Deion Sanders for leaving – a program in three years. These white coaches get to get away with it every three I'm years. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you uh, at least from from my standpoint, G, because you went from bucking the system to participating in the system. You went from. But that's everybody. That it don't have to be everybody though. Like that's that's the thing, right? Everybody don't get the opportunity to be prime time. Everybody don't get the opportunity to come in and and reset the algorithm and. He but what, what the hell, wait, how much did he really set the algorithm? Let's be realistic. What did he do? Did Jacksonville really get to play in these bowl games? Uh, nah, they FBS. I don't know if they get bowl games. I'm not sure if they get bowl games, but I know what. So undefeated, they he brung a. They said he brung maybe ten million dollars yearly into into the city. Um, the the whole facility has been upgraded. Like he he he's done a lot. We're not we're not taking that from him. He's done a lot. So, but so, so what algorithm did he, he disrupted? Well, he made uh, he made a school actually start spending money on their programs. Bro, we just told you you the one that brought up he got the, the first the number one recruit. You don't think that disrupts the algorithm for an Alabama? If mm, not State really, brought a lot. Nah, it does. <laughs> All right. Well, how much is it really? A one one number one guy compared to the thirty hey. that are still playing in a, in a pack. It's a, it's a ripple effect. He What the problem is, is they're right. They're right, G. It is a ripple effect. And the problem that you don't feel like it's that much of a ripple effect is because he's leaving after three years. If he stayed for another no. five to ten and continued to build up the school, it'd be even bigger. And maybe they would get unless, out of the FBI. Unless, who, who knows uh, how far unless it's got Unless these t schools were participating in these bowl games, the ones that were watching – during through Christmas all the way to New Year's Eve or New Year's Day, it don't really, I don't, he don't really 
he didn't really do nothing much but but light to these guys, and then that's about it. These guys right. ain't participating in these right. Bulls games. Right. Like this, G. We watch Alabamas, we watch Clemson's, LSU's, because we know those guys are going pro. We know they're going pro. Know it. So in year four, year we five. We even watch Notre Dame games, and Notre Dame isn't even in the conference. Notre Dame is, that. I mean, they built their own little legacy, and, and Jackson State could have too. But, mm-hmm. but, but, but not really. Come on. Not really. Let's be realistic. Yeah, like, not really. Yeah, no, yeah definitely. Really. Really. That's the point, really, bro. Yeah. That, was, that was the opportunity, right? You got to start. You have to start, bro. Somebody, you have to start to build something. If you, you ne- if you don't start somewhere, you're never going to build nothing. And G, the, the only reason, G, the only reason not somebody you don't else to carry like, the torch. Well, that's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. But that, the only reason you don't feel like he really disrupted the algorithm is because it was so short. Like, you, you're you not seeing not the, the, the bigger vision. It, bro, let me tell you what disrupts an algorithm. Unless... Unless it's these schools were gonna participate in these in these power rankings day in and day out, he didn't really pr- disrupt anything. If anything, why Jackson State wasn't ranked twenty five? How much time will that take, G? That's not gonna happen in three years. We're bro, saying bro, that he was. We're saying that he was on the path to something like that. G, more people, more people viewed right. More people viewed the SWAC championship this year than viewed. The Pac-10 championship this year. He's going from the SWAT to the Pac-10. But more people watch the SWAT championship than watch the Pac-10 championship. If you don't think that's if you don't think that's disrupting the algorithm, bruh, I don't know what to tell you, bruh. Because right, because you know where advertisers go to? They go to where the eyes are. Exactly. Yeah. You know what else disrupts the algorithm, right? I'm 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 gonna take it away from Prime. Like when Trey Lance, bruh. Goes to Colorado State and goes top three in the in the, in the NFL draft. That disrupts the algorithm too for a guy like Nick Saban, bro. You see what I'm saying? Like, so if Deion Sanders could have had Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter going top five in the draft, now guess what? He can go back to all the recruits and be like, "Yo, we got one going top five in the draft." But all right, and let's take it back to the convo we were just having about recruiting because that was my point about Deion. If you get one or two top recruits, you get a guy that goes top five in the draft. Now, all of a sudden, more recruits are like, oh, well, you know, they were able to get this guy top five in the draft, even though the season was kind of mid. Now I might have opportunity to get that big payday, too. And that is what Dion is going to sell to people, bro. He's got connections in the league, probably like most coaches, uh, and probably a little bit more considering that he hasn't been coaching as long. Um, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell you guys, I, I don't think this is going to be a major failure. I think Bryce is right. It will take a couple years, but my last take on the, on, on prime to Colorado is, uh, I think he's going to do it again, man. I think he's going to have a similar run that he had at Jackson state to where he's making a lot of noise and disrupting the algorithm. Hold on. I, want, I do. I, I do want to mention the point that part of recruiting a huge part is alumni and boosters, right? So Colorado's alumni and boosters, I don't probably can spend more money than Jackson State's, maybe. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, by far. By far. It's not even gonna be right. So at, at, at the end of the day, though, that's that's also a big, a big thing, right? NILs, deals like that, right? How can I recruit against USC and Oregon if Oregon knocks on my door like, hey, do you want to go? We we we're not Nike, maybe not Nike. But a Nike affiliate is willing to give your son two million dollars to come here. Uh, 
how do you how do you counter that if you're Dion, right? And quick question: Can you smoke pot in Colorado? You, I don't know if you can while you're in school. That's one of those states, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty okay. Sure. Okay, we, okay, okay. What do the youth like to do nowadays? In a state that's legally, and then you got Deion Sanders there as your coach. As long as you come play but for you me, don't, my boy, T, you T, ain't got to worry think, about a drug test. You don't, you don't think that, like, the recruiters and the sponsors are going to want to mess with Dion too? Like, you don't think and, that, like, that, like, Nike's not going to want to do a commercial with Dion and his top recruits? I think No, no, no. For sure. For sure. Early. Like, Dion going to kill it on that. That's how Dion was able to get them so many things. Like, I, I, I watched a little video that was showing, like, he got the whole Jackson State suits because of his relationship with Michael Strahan. He got a plug with United Airlines, so they could they were flying first class, you know, and flying in the nice planes everywhere. Yeah, he had he had Brittany Renner, he had Brittany Renner coaching them up. Yeah, Brittany Renner giving them <laughs> life lessons, right? But like, even with all that said, I still think he, he he's got an uphill battle in Colorado. But I'll tell you what a success looks like to me, because I kind of had some technical difficulties when I was getting to that. <laughs> a success for Dion, bro, is turning Colorado into the modern day you, bro. The modern day to you. If he turns them into the modern day to you, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, you did enough with that for me to forget about, not forget totally, but for me to make amends uh, with the Jackson State situation. But if he goes there, bro, and flames out after a year or two, if he goes there and they're, they can't get it together, they're just a middling team, bro, you should have stayed at Jackson State. Hindsight would say you should have stayed at Jackson State. Do you think, yeah, right? do you, think you can create the same type of atmosphere uh, in a place where it's snowing during the season versus a place where you go to the game, you can go to the beach. Like, like if I'm a celebrity, I can go to Miami, watch the game, and enjoy myself. What am, mm-hmm. If I go to Colorado, what am I doing other than skiing? Don't Jesus. underestimate Coach battle, Prime, bro. bro. Don't underestimate Coach Prime. He, he definitely made it harder on himself. He definitely made so it harder what do you on do, himself. What do you do in Jackson State for fun? Because I know there's no beach around there. Bro, no, it's lit. It's lit for bro. fun in Jackson State, bro. Stop playing, bro. Gee, that's like that's like asking, what do you do when you go to Puerto Rico or the DR? Like, right. you get around your people. It's lit. It's lit, bro. It's lit. It's going up in Jack, bro. The one son did don't want to leave, bro. That's why, from what I heard, that's why him and Prime are beefing. Cause he like, bro, I like it here, Dad. I like it here. <laughs> I, I think I can stay here. I think this is cool, bro. Hello. Yeah, bro. Apparently, him and Shallow beefing. I think Shallow like, bro. I'm not on board with this. I don't. Hey, so T, T, real quick, what is what does success look like in Colorado for Coach Prime? Uh, probably a, a bowl game within the first three years, maybe four. Bowl game? That don't mean nothing. Hold on, hold on. I ain't finished. <laughs> and, and by by year four, by year four and five, like you got to get some guys pro. Have to. Nah, yeah, you gotta get some guys pro. I think that's the big thing. Pro question: Are we comparing this success, right? Because I'm comparing success to directly to Jackson State, bro. Like, I maybe that's not fair of me. Maybe I should just compare his success at Colorado separate from anything else he's ever done. But I'm holding up what he did at Jackson State, and I'm holding up what he's gonna do at Colorado, and I'm gonna look at them directly when I can when I decide if he's a success or not. I agree with that statement. You gotta go further than what you did at Jackson State. I agree Absolutely. with that statement in the in the sense of culture. And I feel like you hit it on the head, Bryce. Like if he can turn Colorado into the modern day you, then then we're talking. But like I just feel like 
getting getting to the bowl games and winning 10 games for two or three seasons in a row, all that kind of stuff, like, that's nice. That's football. But um, what, what he was doing at Jackson State was was also culture. So if you can if you can turn Colorado in, into something that can be a, a, a spark for the culture, which is an extremely uphill battle, then um, – then I, I could rock with it, but that's how I'm judging the success. If, if you can win with the best running back from Denver or Boulder and, and, and beat teams that got the best running back from the Bay, uh, then more than you the man. But bro, because you're not getting 80, you're not getting unless Prime is like a snake, it's just just the just the smartest guy of all time when it comes to young people, bro. You're not getting 80 Bamas that could go to Miami, that could go to Florida State. That go to University of Florida, that go to Alabama, that go to all these leagues, you go to USC. You're not getting 80 of those guys to come to Colorado, bro. You're so not- now we about to figure out how good of a coach you really are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We about to figure bro. out. You're not getting 80 parents to go to Colorado. I I, I got a I got a friend. Uh, her son played for uh, the U. Played for Miami, bro. I, I feel like every three weeks she's in Miami. Like if you don't think that's part of the recruiting package. That every time you come to see your son, you you go to South Beach. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, bro. I mean, that's something to think about too. It's like, bro, it's a, it's a lot that goes into this right here, man. And I, I wish Dion all the success, of course. Like, I wish him the success. That's right. I think that's nothing that's getting lost, bro. You can comment on somebody's actions, bro, and disagree or feel like they didn't maximize their potential, and still wish them the best in their next endeavor. And I think we all wish Dion the best. Hey. Like, reaching that best, it's not going to be easy, bro. It's not going to be easy. And I don't think it's going to be as easy as Dion thinks. And I ain't even going to lie. That speech he gave, that uh, I'm coming. Let them know. I'm coming. I was like, hey, bro, I was getting hyped. I was feeling like, hold up, bro. Like, did y'all see that? That's, did y'all see that speech he gave this Colorado player? hype over Dan Campbell, too. So <laughs> I did get hyped over Dan Campbell. Yes. Bro, come on, bro. If you hey, don't sleep on the line. hype over Dan Campbell. I watched don't. I watched Dion talk to the Colorado team, and I just felt like if I was sitting in that audience, I'm calling my mom saying I'm transferring out. Like I'm texting her, like, "Hey, T, T just don't want to be in Colorado, bro. T just don't want to be in Colorado. Football players, bro. They, bro, they, they be talking. Yo, I was at your son's football game, bro. I watched that coach talk to the kids dirty, bro, and not a parent raising an eyebrow because that's because because why? That's how you talk in football, man. That is how you talk in football. Yeah, I came in there with that football talk, bro. Like I remember, I remember my son. My son's mom was like, "Yo, why the coach take him over there for halftime?" I'm like, "Cause they about to get cussed out. (laughs) 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 Niggas, niggas is losing. Like no shame, too, bro. Like I don't know what it is about football, but it's just like unwritten rule. You say what the hell, you say whatever the hell you want in football, bro. Like I done heard coaches say some wild. I done seen coaches, bro, do some wild shit to kids in football, bro. Like, like I just I had this one coach, man. I, I, I what he did to this kid, bro. He drugged this kid literally twenty yards by his by his face mask, bro. And the kid was just dragging, bro. And then he threw him at the end. And it's just like, bro, like, and no one gave no one gave a damn, bro. So now we're in an era where you got to be a little more careful, right? But. With the words, that's the last thing to go, is the word. You can't do the actions no more like they used to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But the words will be the last thing to go, and you can still talk greasy in football, bro. <laughs> Dion came in there talking. Hey, bro, look at your quarterback. 
Hey, yo, hold up, bro. Now, if I was the quarterback in Colorado, I might have felt the way. <laughs> and this is your quarterback right here, bro. I don't care what none of y'all say. I'm, and, I'm, then, and then had the nerve to say, but he got to earn it, though. Wait, what he got to earn? You just told everybody he was the quarterback. And then you said, but he got to earn it, though, bro. I said, nah. nah Deion, Deion caught himself slipping. That's what happened. <laughs> he like, yeah, this is the quarterback. I mean, he going to earn it. <laughs> he said, I'm bringing the quarterback. He said he bringing his guys. Like, slippery slope, man, because if you hang around, you bring your guys, and we still get our ass beat, I'm like. I'm better than this guy. I was a four-star. This dude was a three. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> out of that talk. Like, you feel me? That's what's going to come down to, bro. That's, hey, hey, that's, that's how you separate the real dogs, though, because I don't want to hear that, oh, I was a four-star, he was a three. Show me. Show yeah. me every time you step on the field then, bro. All right, but, bro, did you hear when he was like, you know, a, a couple of y'all are not gonna be playing as much because I'm bringing my own bags and they Louis and they Louis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying, bro. Coach Prime be talking that talk, and y'all be acting like he's not gonna, gonna come through, man. Like, I believe in Prime. Hey, bro, and they Louis, bro, you disrespectful at this point, coach. Because as much as, much as you want to say this is not about the recruiting, if if I'm a parent, I feel like. Coach Prime will be able to talk to me and get me to understand his vision better than a Nick Saban would. What? You heard what no, I, I said, bro. That. I agree with that. I you heard that. what I said, bro. Like, like if you're talking just if you're talking just football, and I'm looking at it solely off football, yeah, maybe Saban stands a chance. But if you're talking about somebody that I'm really going to connect with, and I feel like has my child's best interest, like not just football, I'm probably going to rock with somebody very you know similar to Coach Prime. I got a story that, hey, you're 100% right, bro. Depends on how many kid is, right? If you got a three-star kid, right, it might matter the culture and all that. If you got a five-star kid, you're going to college for business. But, but, but you might consider something with a little bit of influence. When, random story time real quick. And Rasheed Wallace, bro, back in the day, was choosing his schools, right? Obviously, he ended up going to UNC, right? But Rasheed Wallace at the time was the top recruit, bro. Everybody wanted to receive out of Philly. Out of, could have went anywhere, right? Bruh, you know who he gave a shot to? Howard University, bruh. The president of Howard University, the coach of Howard University, they're in his living room talking to his mom. Like, Rasheed, you gonna be a star. You going to the league, you want and done no matter where you go. You going to the NBA. Come here and make us something. You feel me? And like he actually considered it, bruh. He actually considered it, bro. You know what I mean? It would be dope if we could get Rasheed Wise on for an interview. I got inside information. That's how I know about this. But, like, if we could somehow get this interview, that would be dope, bro. Because he, at the at the height, he was considering HBCU. And if Dion could get kids to consider Colorado in that way, man, the sky's the limit. I think it points to what Rome said, bro. He's going to be able to get in there and connect with those parents in a way that, you know, maybe a Nick Saban can't. But guess what? He won't be able to connect better than a Mike Loxley. You know what I'm saying? Because as much as as much as Dion will be able to connect, right? Dion, you were still, you were still the most gifted athlete, bro. Most gifted. Yeah. I don't do that, bro. Nah, that's facts. <laughs> that's big facts. All right, man. It's getting late. Let's take a hard turn, man. This Dion conversation is, is a good one. We'll definitely double back to it. Um, because we got to check up on that success, man. Um, or lack thereof in the future. Uh, but uh, let, let, let's take a hard turn to the NFL, man. Let's talk about the playoffs real quick before we get up out of here. 
Um, but let's start in the NFC, man, because as we know, we got the Commanders, we had the Giants, and we had them play to a tie, man. So a tie is worse than a loss, in my opinion. I never know how I really feel about it. So let's 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 start with G. Let's start with G because he's always bringing the energy, right? So G, man, like like how how much did you cry when that kick was short? How much did you cry and bless your God that that shit didn't go through? That's the real question. Did you and Bryce kiss each other in the mouth because y'all y'all ain't lose? Y'all hug each other. That's what happened. Did y'all pray? Did y'all? What's going on? Oh my God! What happened to like my defense? Is the top two? And we're not talking about two. Oh, Heineke, this remember that? And what happened? I didn't care. It was a fucking tie. Fuck am I supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, we tied. Do I sound like a Commanders fan over here? What you sound like is a sad Giants fan. A Giants fan that has no ammo because he knows his team could barely even tie with the Commanders that are so terrible. Uh, and y'all I mean, didn't we, beat us we, neither. So we 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 we're looking at the game. And I think I think Bryce might have said it on the pre-show. Really, the only thing the Giants have that are better than the Commanders is a better quarterback, and that's only by a small margin. Because when you watch the game, it looks like Daniel Jones is the entirety of the offense. I mean, he had more rushing yards than Saquon. Uh, I mean, without without Daniel Jones, I don't know what you guys would be doing. You guys probably wouldn't be doing much at all. Uh, you had one real good drive, and then Taylor Heineke had a fumble that kind of spotted you guys some points, which led to the tie that Ron kind of played into. He didn't really go for it, which is a disappointment. But um, look, man, I don't think – I said it last week. Y'all are about to lose out. You're grasping the straws, G. Y'all are about to lose out. This tie was the closest you're going to get to a win for the rest of the season, man. Uh, so I just expect that bag to be on your head come 2023. Uh, Bryce, what was your thought on the Commanders, the Commanders-Giants game? You basically, you basically said it all, man. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more, man. But uh, I will say, I think one thing I disagree with. I think their quarterback is much better than ours, man. After watching that game, bro, I don't think Zach. I mean, I, Zach Wilson. I don't think Daniel Jones is one of the best, better quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he's top half. I don't even think he's top twenty. But Heineke's probably like twenty-seven, and Jones is probably like twenty-one. You know what I'm saying? Twenty-two. And that gap right there, and when it comes to quarterback, that's a wide gap, man. That's a wide gap, man. Daniel Jones proved that to me. He he made some big time throws, had a couple drops in there too on some very well placed uh, deep passes. Yeah, Heineke just doesn't have that in his arsenal. But what Heineke has has got the Commanders this far. So hopefully it keeps working. Nah, facts, facts. Uh, T, man, you're 49ers, man. Jimmy G took another bat or took an injury. You got another quarterback that's down possibly for the rest of the year. Now you guys look to be rocking with Brock Purdy. Uh, similar situation to my commanders, man. Brock is the guy that has the locker room, but he's not necessarily the most talented QB. How, how are you feeling for the rest of the season about your 49ers? I feel good. Ooh. No. How- <laughs> Let me get into it, cause um, <laughs> let me talk. Let me talk about the Giants and um and Skins real quick before the Commanders. Before my my Niners real quick. Um, I was I was a little disappointed in that game, uh, especially from two teams that could potentially make the playoffs. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe it's me. But I felt like in overtime, both teams were okay with a tie. Like yeah, I I didn't feel like one team like 
was like, man, we either going to win or lose. It is what it is. We we rolling the dice. Let's get it. Um, and, and maybe it was smarter that way, right? Because now I, these daggone playoff scenarios are about to go crazy because you fools got ties. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that, that just told me within that game, there's not a team that has a chance of winning the Super Bowl. Um, but back to my 49ers. Hold up. Before we go any further, that's what y'all see why I didn't ask T about that game? Because I knew he had some slander. I knew he had some slander. That man just took a job at the <laughs> commanders and giants at the same time. But at the same time, he slipped with it. He slipped with it. T, thank you. Thank you. Because I'm acknowledging that. Because I never said we were a Super Bowl contender team. I said we're a playoff contender team. You're gonna make neither, neither, neither Bryce nor myself ever said neither that. Neither Bryce nor myself said that. These no. two bozos over here, bozos are here. Heineke, my Lord and Savior. Hey, hey, look, we're gonna win. Some guys go to the party to get the phone number. Some guys go to the party to GTD. You know what I'm saying? You know what GTD means, G? I don't know. It sounds crazy, dog. That's what we in this thing for, baby. We trying to get to the Super Bowl. We trying to get the draws. Uh, y'all boys plan to get the number. Y'all just want to get into the playoffs. Your fan base happy getting into the playoffs. If the 49ers go to the playoffs and lose the first round, that's a disappointing season. Um, <laughs> so. right, it wasn't It wasn't until Jimmy G started playing again. It would actually have been a great season. If Trey Lance did it, y'all would have been telling it would have been an amazing season. So I don't want to hear that, man. Well, let's backtrack a little bit real quick because Trey the are going out of control. Man. Quarterback, right? And and even I'm, even now that we got a third a third stringer, Mr. Irrelevant, right? If he gets to the playoffs, he needs to win more than one game for me to believe in him. Like, yeah, so you won't be believing in uh, Brock Purdy uh, I, I, this, this, this go-round, man. You know sure why I believe in him because I've seen Rex Grossman go to the Super Bowl. I've seen Trent Dilfer go to the Super Bowl, and it's a, and it's about time a, a a quarterback that isn't the face of a franchise gets back because every once in a while we get one of those guys, right? Like a Heineke. Hold on, I don't know. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Fuck you guys. I'm going home. Get me out of here. I don't know if it's Geno Smith. I don't know if it's Geno Smith. I don't know if it's Brock Purdy. But I know it ain't Heineke and Danny Dimes. After what I just seen, like, it's not the I made him right. It's not the before that I thought Heineke could make a run. After that playoff game, I mean after that uh that that little tie bowl, whatever that is, nah I, no. I don't know. I don't know how you thought Heineke was gonna make a run based off like I, I had Washington get into the playoffs, but we was never gonna get the draws the and way that you the way that you put it. I'm blaming it on on the coaching staff. I feel like Scott Turner, Ron Rivera, somebody in that org, somebody in that locker room, somebody in that coaching staff uh, was okay with getting a tie. Like the the players they did called. Play were a tie. I told Ron. I if I hey, home, so if I if I can keep it all the way 100, bro, because I be watching some of the All 22. If you're a coach of football and you watch the film on Heineke, bro, you're gonna play for ties. Like he's 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 got the locker room, he's got the little moxie or whatever, bro. But he he's not the guy that you say, yo, I know you can make these throws on this last drive. Like you don't crazy. You don't really believe it, bro. You don't really believe it. That's 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 the problem. As as a coach, you can't look at the tape and be like, yo, this is my guy. Bro, Danny Dimes is playing for a contract. Heineke is playing for his future. You can roll the dice with those guys. You, you mm-hmm. ask, man, 
Like, like right not in that game. Broke, right? I would have I would have waited too to be honest. I hate playing for a tie, but I feel like like you you mentioned it. Like it was probably the smarter thing because now both teams are still alive. Like, and both teams like, know that they're hanging on by a thread. Right now, my man Brock Purdy is playing for his future, right? He could potentially make this an RG3 uh Kirk Cousins situation, uh, depending on how he finishes the season. Fourth and five with the lead. T, I, all right, let's get back to these 49ers because I think you're putting a lot of faith in Brock Purdy. Like, the, the, the way you even said, oh, I feel good about this situation. I, like, he was Mr. Irrelevant for a reason, my guy. Listen to me. Listen to me. Fourth and five with a lead with Jimmy G at quarterback. Kyle Shanahan punched the ball. I promise you. He punched the ball or he calls a run for Debo or something. Bro, fourth and five, my man uh, Brock Purdy, they called a passing play. All vertical routes. Throw that joint downfield, bro. Like, that lets me know that Kyle Shanahan believes in him. I heard, I heard the, I heard Kittle talk. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Fred Warner talk. And if you remember when we talked about Trey Lance, I was saying that I really didn't like how the locker room talked about Trey Lance. They kind of said, you know, he'll get there. He's a student. He works hard. Yada yada yada. When they're talking about Purdy, they're saying, bro, we like the kid. He, he attacks us at practice. Like we know he, he has that in him. Like he's he like. They talk about him the same way they talk about Jimmy G. So, I believe in the locker room. Uh, you know, I'm a, even in basketball, like, I believe when a team likes who they're playing with, the chemistry is there, they play better, right? Because otherwise, why would we talk about chemistry in the sport? And I think Brock Purdy to get the 49ers uh, over, the, over at least a one-game playoff hurdle. In fact, th this next game is going to be the test, right? Brock Purdy said it himself. He said – Tom Brady has been playing football longer than I've been alive, right? How he how he approaches that game and the plays called in that game are going to let me know how the rest of my season is going to go. Right now, I'm a believer. But that game is going to let me know what what's going to happen for the rest of the season. So, if you really want my real opinion, you got to wait till we play Tampa Bay, a team we we would. Wow, bro, you just said a lot, boosting up Brock Purdy to be like, yeah, but wait till next week to get my real thoughts. Like, nah, bro, you you got y'all going to the bowl still. Y'all are still getting the draws, right? Listen to me, just like Taylor Heineke, right? You said you didn't believe in him. You said you would play for a tie. I totally disagree, but you're exactly right. If you're playing for a tie with Heineke, you do not believe in him, period. So if the 49ers come out and they play super reserved with Brock Purdy and they hand the ball off 45 times, I know they don't believe in him. It doesn't matter what I believe. No, nah, that's facts. That's facts. But what do you believe is the question. Like, how do you feel about your 49ers? Are y'all still winning the West? Y'all still getting to the repeating the NFC Championship game? I, 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 I mean, a healthy Jimmy G, I think this is a Super Bowl NFC Championship team easily. Uh, Brock Purdy, like I said, I think I think just for me to even want him on this team next year, he needs to get to the playoffs and win a game. Just for me to even want him on the team. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, man. I feel like you said a lot to be like, but wait for my real thoughts next week. Like, nah, you left us on some to-be-continued type shit. <laughs> I got to see what Kyle Shanahan – like, Kyle Shanahan went in the press conference and said that guy got big balls. So I think I know how he feels already, but I got to see it, right? It's just words. I got to see the play calls. All right, quick quick hits, quick hits. G, what do you think the 49ers are going to do with Brock Purdy? What's the schedule? What's still, their schedule? We still got uh, – we got commanders left. We got 
Tampa next week. We got Seattle left. We get, we finish with the Cardinals. I think that's four games. Um, I can't remember. Oh, he goes four and zero. I, I can't remember if we got one more thrown in there. You guys go four and zero. Bryce, quick hit, man. What you think the Forty Nine is going to do with Brock Purdy? Bro, G gotta put that shit down, man. <laughs> Whatever you be on, bro, put that shit down, bro. Bro, y'all not about to beat up. Y'all not beating that defense. Y'all think Taylor Heineke gonna beat that defense? We damn sure can tie him. No, no, <laughs> no. Let me man. say it again for you. No. Let me say it for you in Espanol. No. Bro, Let me say it to you not, in, in Greek. They're not, gonna, they're not gonna be scoring no. points on my defense, bro. And French. Because, no, because nobody. I know. Sucker blue. Nobody. Let me say it to you in every other language that I, I know. No, bro. But nobody's scoring points on my defense. But this isn't about the. This isn't about my defense. We scored twenty on you guys. So what are uh, you talking about? Uh, all right, bro. That's a lot of points in the field. All right, we got. Yeah, that's enough to beat you guys. That's a lot of points to tie you. Right, bro. Good job. Y'all scored twenty. How many touchdowns? Two. Good job. Bro. <laughs> it's still twenty. Hey, but it don't matter. It's still twenty. Back, back, back to your 49ers, man. With block with Brock Purdy. Uh, interesting name there. I did like what I saw. I'm not going to lie, bro. Like, he understands the offense early on. I don't think that I can bank on it, though. I'd say I'd say they go 500. I'd say they split. There's four games left for y'all. Five, the five games. Division games, always a toss-up. So, you got Seattle, toss-up. Um, and the Cardinals. Cardinals, toss-up. That's not a toss-up. That team is booty. Definitely With Brock Purdy, man, that's game, a toss-up. Division game, it's a toss-up, bro. So then you're looking at the Commanders and who else, bro? Commanders, the Raiders. Raiders. Commanders, Raiders, who's the last one? Tampa. Okay. No, so Tampa, it's, it's, that's an L, bro. Y'all saw what Brady just did, bro. Brady just resurrected like the Undertaker, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all saw that on live TV. That man is different. That man is different, bro. I got y'all losing to Brady. Now... Commander's game that can go either way. I got into the top. <laughs> <laughs> Not real talk. I do. I do. Now, that's what I'm marking that down at. I'm marking that one as a top. And then that that gives you y'all's last game, the Raiders, man. I think y'all beat the Raiders. The Raiders are one of those teams that I really hate picking, bro. I hate picking winners for the Raiders. I hate picking against the spread for the Raiders. Because you just don't know what Raiders going to show yeah. up, bro. Are we going to get the good Raiders or the bad Raiders, bro? We're going to get the Raiders that they want a ball. We're going to get the Raiders that, you know, for, like, getting, like, no running game, no passing game. Like, you just don't know what you're going to get. Are we going to get 35 fantasy points from Derek Carr? Are we going to get seven fantasy points from Derek Carr? Like, bro, damn, if he's your starting quarterback, I feel bad for you. But uh, <laughs> I'm talking about fantasy football. So, yeah, I got y'all. I guess that's – that's. I say three and two. I get y'all three and two, man. I see y'all getting three more. Y'all got seven right now? Seven wins? Eight. Yeah, they're eight and four uh, right now. Football team. Y'all a ten-win football team. Ten, two and three, bro. Two and three. Y'all not an eight-win football team. I'm yeah, y'all I got, got I, not an 11-win football team, bro. I'm sorry. I got them going like ten to seven. I think I think y'all lose that game to Seattle and they get the division now, though. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong about Brock Purdy, though. Seattle game uh, scares me a little bit. Um, Tampa doesn't really scare me. Like, Tom Brady can't move, and we can pass rush. So, and they don't have their linemen. Same thing like like, like Miami. No linemen. Bosa had three sacks. Uh, expect Bosa to get at least two against Brady next week. 
No, I hear that. I just think it's going to – I think that game is going to be hella tight because I like Tampa's defense against a Brock Purdy-led offense. But uh, if it's tight, man, I got to go with the GOAT. I mean, we saw what he just did last night with eight seconds left. I never bet against Tom Brady, so I'm being a little biased here. You know what I'm saying? I'm being a homer because I never bet against Brady. So, so for me, I got you guys going four and one. Y'all gonna lose to the Raiders. The Raiders are too hot. They are hot, bro. They yeah. are hot. I, I, I don't think you I, I don't think I'll be in the Raiders. You think that Raiders heat gonna last, bro? Hey, I'll, hell yeah, hell yeah. I'll, they just beat they just beat your boy wrong number one quarterback in Justin Herbert. Yeah, nah. The Raiders, the, you're right, Bryce. The Raiders are one of the hardest teams to predict because it's like, is Josh Jacobs gonna go for two hundred yards? Josh. You look at Devontae Adams' game log this season. You how are they losing? You know what I mean? Like, is Derek Carr going to be nice? Like, when the Raiders are rolling, bro, they're not one of the bottom feeders in the league. I take Josh Jacobs is the best running back in football right now. Yes. That's what I'm – I don't yes. know if he's the best, but he's, he's, he's top five, bro. Yes. He, he's right, top five. Don't throw that be- I don't throw that best around casually, first bro, of all. Even like, if you got to really become the best. You got to take that spot, bro. All right, let's say you top three, right? You got a top three. Let's say you top five. They ain't top three to me, bro. Let's say you top five, right? You still got a top five running back and a top five receiver. All right, but wait, real quick on Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs coming out, so I'm not trying to shit on him, right? Bro. But let's not forget, his team didn't pick up his fifth-year option, bro. Right. If I think, was, I think they look crazy that, for that, though. No, 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 no. The thing was, at the time, they weren't all that crazy for that, bro, because he hadn't really done much, and he had been hurt a whole bunch, bro. This season, I I disagreed with it when they didn't do it. I did too, but still, he did. If, if there should be no question, bro, if he's the back that y'all are telling me he is right now, there should have been no question for them not to pick up. Hey, doctor, Bryce, bro. you want to know who's the leader in Russia right now? Oh, and by two hundred yards, I don't know. Well, it's Josh Jacobs. It's a thousand three hundred and three. The <laughs> bro, next, the next cool. one is back. Bro, that's that's great. He can lead. He can lead. He can lead in yards right now. That's great, bro. First I, off, we'll see what we'll see what we'll see where it is when it's, when the season ends, bro. Eyeball test. Guys are making business decisions when he got the ball, bro. People are bro, not. I'm just not calling him the best, bro. And I've been I, seeing that going around, bro. I've been seeing that going around, and it's 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 just he's not the best. But right you know bro. what? You know what, Bryce? You made a good point though about the you you made a good point about the fifth year option though. Because I think that sparked something in him. I feel like them not picking that up made him go a little bit harder. And I he's think that's what we're seeing right and, now. And, 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 yeah, and he ball because he balling for a check right now. Yeah. Look at Deron Payne. When you balling for a check, you you ball a little different, right? So I respect it. I respect Josh. I respect the hell out of what Josh Dick is doing. But I'm not putting him over these established. First off, he's not messing. Y'all know how I feel about Derrick Henry. That's the best running back in the league. You give him the ball 25 times, you won the game. That makes you the best, bro. Nick Chubb. Honestly, I, I think I'm putting Nick Chubb. I'm putting Nick Chubb above above. Henry. Nick Chubb is my Nick Chubb is my next favorite running back. I feel like he's it's one A one B now. You know what I'm Nick saying? Chubb. Like I feel like he's a good line. I like Nick Chubb too, but he's running behind a great line. Yes, but Nick Chubb, bro. That I don't know how he didn't go in the first round, bro. He was like a third or fourth round pick out of Georgia. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Considering how like the top running backs, how high they go nowadays, but uh, nah, Nick Chubb, that man is that man is unreal. His balance is so crazy, bro. Like everything you, every time you think Nick Chubb's going down, it's like he just keeps running full speed all of a sudden. I don't know, bro. I don't know what Nick Chubb does for balance drills, 
Remember that? Remember that uh, picture of Nick Chubb when he was in high school? He was just a swole, just a swole as a grown man yeah. with all them little, <laughs> all them little high school runs. Crazy, man. I'm not different. But yeah, Josh Jacobs. I give him top ten. I don't think he's better than Mixon. Come on, bro. He ain't better than Joe Mixon. Right all now. I'm telling you is, I'm watching all these running backs from week to week. Josh Jacobs is the only running back I see linebackers not squaring up. Like Josh Jacobs is top five, bro. He's definitely top five. He, he is. He he's is, at the top five season. I'll say that. But I'm not top Josh five. Josh run the ball up the middle and run to the linebacker. He ain't trying to run like he he trying to deliver a blow. Like, but bro, all right, I gotta go back through Josh Josh Jacobs game logs, but off off my like memory. I feel like he's getting fat in 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 a few games, bro. Oh, oh. this is Derrick Henry's. This is people make this people make this criticism about Derrick Henry all the time, right? But the difference is to me, when Derrick Henry does it, he wins the game, bro. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he wins the game every time he does it. I'll give you that because Derrick Henry is the Titans, right? Like if Derrick oh. Henry not winning in the game, they're not winning the game at all. Give them, but but the thing, the, the formula is get a man twenty five carries, and you're gonna win the game. I don't know why. I don't know what's wrong with the Titans, bro. They be on some nut shit over there, bro. They need help, bro. But just get the ball, get a man the ball. Stop throwing the ball. Stop throwing the ball. Give give Derrick Henry the ball twenty five times. You see how the parody in the NFL has been crazy this year, right? You got all these teams that are in the hunt, right? Have you guys seen how many more teams are running the ball right now? Like running the ball will keep you in the hunt, bro. Like running if you have a good defense, you don't need a great quarterback to succeed, bro. And I think the NFL is finally realizing that again. I nah, I'm, I'm loving it. I'm a big believer in that too, because I feel like you know the game changes every few years. I feel like it got real pass heavy. And in order to counter that, you got to bulk up and get a Josh Jacobs type of running back, get a Derrick Henry type. Cause like you said, T, that's why they're not screwing up. Because we got these small linebackers nowadays. Everybody wanted to get these speed linebackers. You basically got DBs in the linebacker position. They're not taking down no Josh Jacobs. They're not, they're not taking down uh, that type of back. Bro, you know what it's kind of like, yo? <laughs> remember when remember when you were uh when you were a kid and you was playing Pokemon? And uh, you know, you had those like Pokemons that had like two um two abilities. Like they might have been fire and like fucking <laughs> like uh, a flying joint. So now they got to take the weakness of both of those. You know what I'm saying? So now, like, yeah. they, they take they got to take all the they got to take the water weakness because they fire. But then they got to take whatever the light, the whatever the flying dude's weakness is too. Whenever they get hit by another Pokemon, and I feel like that's what's going on in the NFL, right? They, they, they love the passing game and they love they they change the defenses to match that, right? But now you opened up two weaknesses at the same time, and if you get teams that come in and exploit both of those weaknesses at the same time. Like you're seeing some of these, a lot of these seven win teams doing, bro. The Giants are doing it. The Commanders are doing it. The uh, the Titans are are getting back to it finally, right? I mean, we just mentioned uh, e- even the 49ers, bro. They they've been doing it for a couple, a four the whole time. Now, and they, and the whole, they, yeah, they're the blueprint for not having an elite quarterback when nobody's really following it. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, it's it's gonna give it's gonna put those pass heavy teams in a lot of trouble. Because what you're seeing now is you're seeing teams that are dedicated to that pass game, and look at them. Look at the Justin Herbert, bro. You know why? Because the Chargers dedicated everything they had to that pass game, bro. Look at the look, look, look at the Broncos, bro. You know what I'm saying? They man, trying to even, run around that pass even, game. They trying to chase that. Even the Packers, man. I would say they should lean more on their backs as well. 
Yeah, pass- bro. Like you try and chase that pass game. If it ends up working for you, you're in a good spot because it's hard to stop. It's very hard to stop when it when it clicks. But yo, the path to get there, you it's like you chasing your tail until you get there. You know what I'm saying? And I don't think some of these NFL teams realizing what they're doing and chasing that pass game, bro. Well, you you know you don't want to be late. You don't want to be late to the to the party. Like you you want to be ahead of the wave. And and right now, uh, third and three, people want to run the ball. Like it, it, so, if you got all these two hundred twenty five pound linebackers in the game, and the other team is like, uh, we we running the ball. Period. Like I don't care what you line up out there. You in a bad spot, bro. You need somebody that can go in there and make a tackle more than you need somebody that can cover in that situation. And like you said, uh, the Cardinals, the, the the Chargers, those teams that do Packers, the Packers changed that whole model. The teams that did want to rely on the pass, you, you can't. You right. can't. Right. And you know what? The pass, the the pass does two things, right? Relying on the pass, obviously, it gives you more explosive plays, right? But what that does. Really what the pass game does, what I've realized, bro, I wonder if coaches think about it this way. A great passing game just gives you more possessions, bro. That's what it does. Mm-hmm. Because your possessions, they're either over quick because you got a pick or, or a quick three and out, or you scored a quick tug. So, like, either way, bro, you're, 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 giving your, you're, giving, you're making the game more possessions, right? So what happens to these passing teams, when they sometimes when they go against these teams and all they do is run, bro, now guess what? Instead of your 20 possessions in the game to be a great passing offense, now you got five of them. Bro, you're, used yeah. to getting, you're used to getting 12, 13 of these possessions. And, and now, and now five of them, bro. Now and now those numbers. possessions, those possessions have to hit now. And they now can't you can't have those misses. On a two out of those five, and he's looking like he's trash. But it's like, no, nah, he's not really trash. He's just not getting 15 possessions every single game it's, no more, bro. Yeah, it's the it's the, the scheme. Realizing about the pass game, and that's what these teams that's chasing it. Not realizing too, because these teams that's chasing it, they're still getting their fit, their 12, 15 um possessions, right? Because they're going three and out all crazy, whoopy whoop, whatever. But but they're getting them and they're not doing nothing with them. So now you have a you you're in the past game, but you just bad at it and you're you're chasing it. You're constantly chasing, it, trying to get better, trying to get better. It's but, a never ending cycle unless you find well, you know. I think right. my time of possession is huge in a football game. Yeah. Um and 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 you keep your defense fresh when you can run the ball and keep the other, you know, what I'm saying? keep them on the sidelines. And when you pass the ball, bro, uh, I, I I see this just watching little league football. A pass play has so many other points of failure than a run mm-hmm. play. And sometimes we can run the ball, we can just snap the ball to the quarterback, and all we got to do is block and not hold, right? A pass play, uh, you know, you got to get the snap. Uh, receivers have to run good routes. They got to get open. They got to create separation. Hopefully nobody fall. Uh, hopefully it's not an interception. Hopefully if he do catch the pass, he, he don't drop it. You know what I'm saying? If he do catch it, he don't fumble it. Like, it's so many more ways to fail on a passing play than it is on a running play. And right. and if you don't hit on a passing play, you stop the clock. Like I said, the time possession. Like, when, I, when I was coaching, bro, the, the year I was coaching, our best play was fucking QB sneak, man. Like I ran it three times in a row and we scored a touchdown and everybody was like, like we got like 10, 15 yards the first one. And I was like, yo, back to the line, same jump, back to the line. You know what I mean? Like, it, cause you're right. T is the simplest thing, bro. Like run the ball straight, you know? And if you really want to get fancy, run it to your left or your right. But the pass plays take technique and skill from the entire team. 
that's why it looks so pretty when it does work. Because like you said, you could you can have like I I be watching all twenty two. It's much more plays that are open and miss as far as like like you, what you don't notice is the left tackle got beat, but the dude was wide open down the, down the right sideline, and the QB would have hit him, but he didn't have the time because your left tackle got beat or your back missed a block on a blitz. You know what I mean? Like it could just be one or two things. Like your your right guard's pass technique isn't well enough. You know what I mean? To run a bunch of pass plays because he'd be getting beat. Like those small little things be messing up the pass game. Whereas the run game is is simple and straightforward, man. Like, and it gets your linemen active and enjoying the game because they realize like how much they mean to that part of the game as opposed to yeah, but but you know, we we giving the run game a lot of love, but everything had its weaknesses, right? And and you know, like we kind of outlined the pass game's weaknesses right there. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if exploited, you can use it to your benefit. But the run game, right, like, it has its problems, too, you feel me? And it's hard to do. You got to be a lot more perp, because like we already said, right, you're getting less possessions whenever a team is dedicated to the run game. That game is going to have a less possessions in the game, right? You can't miss field goals. Like, you can't miss field goals. You can't, have, you, can't have, you can't have a holding penalty. You can't do first and 20, because yeah. your first down play is, is only going for four yards because you were running team. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's so many factors, bro. And, like, the best teams, yo, the best teams right now are, like, thriving in the passing game, right? And I think the next wave of football, you know, as a game, like, the next champion that runs off a few of them will be dominant in that running game. You know what I'm saying? But after that, bro, you're going to have to have a mix of both. And as a, as a, really gets that healthy mix. You just don't see that healthy mix, though. It's like you either a running team or you a passing team. Ain't nobody really both. I say the Eagles are the closest right now. But even they pass the game don't feel real. As a play caller, you gotta you gotta know how to have your balance, right? Because the play action the play action is one of the most deadly plays in all of football at, at any level. If you can execute that right, if you bust off, you know, a four yard run, a six yard run, a seven yard run, a two yard run, then all of a sudden you hit them with a play action because you just run and run and running. That's killer. It freezes the linebackers. All of a sudden you don't need an elite quarterback because your receivers able to get that much more separation because dudes are paused at the play action because you've been running it so much. Cowboys, Cowboys are a balanced team. Yeah, they are. the bet they are, they are, they really are. And the last, and you see, the last seven, eight weeks, they've been killing it. You know what I'm saying? They've been the best team in the NFL, maybe, right? But since that came back, at least. But that's the key, bro. The key, the best coordinators, yo, are the ones that are gonna be balanced, and the best teams are the ones that are gonna be balanced, bro. You gotta aim for that balance, bro. Like when when the Chiefs was really nice, they had that balance. I feel like, and I feel like they're getting away from it a little bit. Um, you see the Bills, they're not really about to bounce. I feel like the top of the league right now outside the Eagles, bro, is about that passing game. I think I think that's been the Bills' biggest problem. Whenever we talk about the Bills the last few years, that's been my knock on them is Josh Allen is their run game. And it's very similar to when the Panthers had Cam Newton. I don't believe that that can work. I don't believe the Eagles with Jalen Hurts, uh, Justin Fields in Chicago, your quarterback can't be your number one rusher. I don't think that's a recipe for success. Hey man, what's going? It's gonna be another good week this week in the NFL, bro. I'm hype. I'm hyped for it, man. It's always good when your team has a bye week and you can just watch without without the stress, without the heartache. You know what I'm saying? You just be sitting back and watching these teams lose, man. Watch the NFC East lose, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> hey man, another, another good show tonight, man. I feel like we dove into some conversations that aren't really talked about, especially in that football conversation. Um, that was hey in the coach prime conversation, man. Kudos to everybody uh tonight because uh I think we brought it, man. 
So good work, fellas. Uh, anybody got any closing any closing thoughts? You guys are both mm-hmm. except for Rome. I mean, T. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see you in two weeks, G. After that Sunday night loss, I want the bag on the head. I don't even want to wait to 2023. I might go to the game. What's up, G? Let's go. Let's go to it, man. You want to lose in person? (laughs) We'll think about it. We'll talk. We'll talk. We'll talk. All right. Y'all still bozos, both of you bozo. Bunch of bums. Hey, man. Well, whatever you call this, you know how we got to end this show, man. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Sports for the culture. Hey,